0: Okay, so I was um, yeah. So we were, we were in Bangkok and we were at a, we were at this hostel, and all the boys wanted to go out that night, but I wasn't feeling it, so I just wanted to chill in bed and watch Netflix. And um, yeah. And then I, and then, I and was then,
1: really drunk in bed, and so I slapped Max really hard across the face. and And said yeah, something so about right, coming out yeah, with us. And then right. he was just being dumb, so I kept slapping him, and then it just it escalated, and I was like poking his face and shit. And then, and then at one point I then, stuck my
0: business. And then you also you stuck you, you started like you um you came up here like you came up to me and you like stood on the bed like on the bottom bunk and then you were like, Max, I fucking love you buddy and then you like stuck your hand in my mouth and then like wiped Jeez. my saliva around my face. All
1: right, <laughs> Listen,
0: want. man. Listen listen, man, shut up. <laughs> no, it was out of love. It, it was out of love. <laughs> Out of it love. Out of, it was out of it was out of love. It was amazing. It was a great Man. experience. I, I, was, I was, I was, I was laughing my ass off for like ten minutes after you left. I
1: lived on my entire life without reimagining that scene. Dude,
0: dude, it was it, it was a it was a very loving intimate intimate moment, Roman. I don't know why you're trying to repress this.
1: No, you're right. You're right. It's very intimate. I'm glad we. I'm glad it happened, Max. <laughs> All right,
0: crazy. and with that, um, welcome to episode two of uh. What do we what do we rename this to the the Maximum Podcast?
1: Yeah, Maximum Podcast. That Maximum. Right. Get it.
0: That's what awesome. I Yeah. Um yeah, rebranded from and Rohan versus the world. Um Yeah. <laughs> so here oh, we are. Bad. Um today. What are we gonna we're gonna talk about? So I have a project for school or I had to do an applied anthropology project and I decided to make my topic like uh, authenticity in social media among like today's youth. So what better way to do that? Then I I have an interview, um, I have an interview part of this project, so I figure what better way to do that than get today's youth <laughs> up in a, a, up in a call and just talk about this stuff. Um, yeah, so today we are joined by my good friend, uh, Mackenzie Gallant as our Hi. guest host. Hey, Mackenzie, how's it going?
1: Good. How are you doing? Absolutely dandy. Could not be better. Amazing. Love, we love that. that. Love that for you. Oh that. Oh yeah. So uh Max, tell me a little bit about your anthropology class. Um
0: kinda sucks. <laughs> like uh it's kinda lame. It's just like we talk about anthropology and how to apply it in like ways other than like in academic settings. Which would be cool if I still gave a fuck about anthropology. Uh,
1: <sighs> that's that's objectively sick. Uh yeah. So <laughs> what um <laughs>
0: objectively sick
1: <laughs> thank you what uh what like is it a discussion based class is it like, like a lecture like
0: what? yeah yeah it's like lectures and you got discussions now it's mostly discussions since we're online for the rest of the semester oh yeah um, yeah so part Would of you the, that
1: this kind of class is like like do you think it works well being facilitated online or like is it just not not working out
0: yeah it's because it it's not as it's not as easy because with this project we had um you're supposed to do like in person interviews and like film them and then like make a video for the for the oh, semester geez. um but i'm I'm still gonna put like a transcript of i'm probably, i'm probably gonna cut out a little bit of whatever we end up saying and put that in the video Asian but like it, but God, instead God. of um instead of like having film screenings in class we just have to like go on um like our like canvas page and just watch other people's videos and like leave comments and you know like that's not gonna be like nearly as like of, like uh I don't know what the best yeah. word to describe that is. Was it won't really be as holistic of an experience. Of course,
1: it sounds it sounds like not too bad though in terms of workload.
0: Oh yeah, it's 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 pretty manageable. Um, Hell yeah, yeah. How how's how's the semester for you guys going up Ben online so far? either you Um,
2: it's definitely been so different getting acclimated it I was talking to my friend Matt not too long ago and he was like it feels like the first day of a new semester like you feel like you're forgetting something like you're missing a textbook or just like you're gonna miss class in general so I've been very discombobulated but honestly like unpopular opinion I kind of like it like I kind of like having my only responsibility be class and I like not having to commute back and forth between my apartment and classes, even though it was, like, only a 20-minute walk, but that's 20 extra minutes I could be doing literally anything else, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is a very unpopular opinion, because I, uh, for me at least, because I I, I really enjoy, like, having, like, things built into my schedule that require me to get outside, because a lot of the, a lot of the things I enjoy in life, I, I somehow haven't figured out how to do by my own motivation yet. So it's like I always feel so much better when I go outside, but my thought processes never actually lead me to do that. So like whenever it's built into my schedule that I have to like walk somewhere, like I'm just like that much better. And <laughs> being being home has kind of made that harder for me because it's like oh yeah, stay inside, stay inside. But just like looking out my window and it's like oh shit, it's right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I think that I was talking to Max about this yesterday. I feel like a lot of my satisfaction for my day comes out of, like, going from one place to another. Like, I'll wake up and I'll go to school and then I'll go to, like, another building and I'll go to, like, the library. And then, like, that's how I get my work done because, like, when I'm in a new place, I'm like, oh, like, this is what I do in that place. But now, um I think it's good and it's bad because right now, I mean, I have a lot of, like, different projects I'm working on, different stuff. Uh So now that I'm at home, I have absolutely no excuse to not be as productive as I could possibly be mm-hmm. um but on the other hand it is very easy to like get bored out of your goddamn mind just just yeah. sitting at home all day that's uh it's not too bad I mean I think that there's certainly different like for me my rules that I'm following right now is like I can sit at home all day but I have to go for a run or a walk at some point in the day and then I have to be eating extremely healthy because if I don't do that then like my brain just feels out of whack.
2: Mhm. Yeah, that's actually that's such a great routine to stick to because like we can't leave our homes right now, so we can't move as much and, you know, eat like it's it's harder to eat healthy for sure, but when we're not moving, like it makes you just feel shitty. Yeah. Like after this, I'm doing like a kickboxing workout because I need to get that cardio <laughs> in and it's like really shitty outside, so I can't go for a run. But yeah. yeah, definitely, just like getting up and moving, doing something
1: for sure. And also, like I think, I mean, the one I think one of the biggest po- uh like downsides of this, uh, besides not being able to go outside, is like you're not meeting anyone. Like, there's no like face to face interaction besides like you and your parents, depending on where you're living. Um, and so like, I mean, a social life is seen as like, I mean, we're humans are very social creatures. So like, for me, I have to FaceTime like multiple people throughout my day just to be able to feel like I'm like fulfilling myself socially and I'm not going insane. Mhm.
0: That's a fucking mood.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually like um what was it Friday night when it was my birthday? Uh I I had been at home for 2 weeks straight. I had not interacted with anyone in 2 weeks and um uh, my friends invited me out to a campfire. It was like the three of us. They've been quarantining too. And I straight up just forgot how to interact with people. Like I just didn't know how to talk. I was like <laughs> It was it was really funny. It was it was interesting though, because I was like, "Wow, like, I think this is the longest I've spent in my entire life without talking to people."
0: Mhm. Crazy. All right, so Wild. now now we got that all out of the way. Let's say we start delving into this topic a little bit here. So, part of my inspiration for doing this project that I'm doing on authenticity was sort of just my. Experiences from last semester and really learning to learning how to be myself and like what that really implies in like today's world where there's so much like of a save face culture in my opinion people are like people it's generally care about how they're perceived and how they're seen which isn't always a bad thing but it can be to a fault in my opinion so that's sort of where I'm coming from with this and I put I put out a I put out a survey. Uh, a couple of weeks ago on like UNH Facebook groups, and there is a good amount of responses. So I think I can talk. We can, I think, I think a good format would be I talk about a question, uh, maybe you guys answer it. Gets, I want to get, we can go talk about it, get some opinions, and then I like, uh bring out the statistics of how people responded to it. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, so. Do you feel like you have a different view of yourself than what others view you as
1: a hundred percent, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's kinda it's hard to it's I feel like it's hard to like make yourself fully known. Cause it's partially like I think the best way to phrase this. It's it's sort of it's hard to make yourself known because one that requires a lot of vulnerability, and two that requires you to be a very talkative person. Um, yeah,
1: it, it depends on on who you are exactly. I, I read this thing somewhere that said that like we have like when you look at yourself in the mirror, you have an extremely skewed like perspective on what you actually look like or who you actually are, to the point where like, like if you happen to see a clone of yourself walking down the street, you probably wouldn't recognize them. Because, like, you're not, like, you're used to viewing yourself from, like, that's me sort of standpoint. And you view other people through the lens of, like, I'm me, but that's them. But, like, and, and that skews just how you see them or, like, how you interpret their being by quite a lot. That's
0: interesting.
2: Yeah, that's really interesting.
1: Oh, thanks. I just had my coffee, so I'm...
0: I'm, I'm <laughs> Fun fact, you know I've never drank coffee before?
1: Max, you're such a fuck. You gotta drink some coffee, dog. Dude, Wait. I'm not
0: trying I'm not trying to get myself hooked on a drug, dude.
2: Wait, are you serious? You've never had coffee before?
0: <laughs> I mean I've had I've had it, um like I've I've had decaf just to taste it, but I didn't like it. But I've, yeah, I've, I've it's never like something I, you need to get used yeah, to. I've like never yeah, I mean decaf those ca- Like i like I've never felt caffeine.
1: Max, I don't think you. you need caffeine in general. Like I think you're a pretty hyper guy as it is, but you should definitely get really caffeinated sometime. It's really fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah perhaps what a life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah let's see uh, how do people answer that question let's see 87.7% of respondents there are 65 respondents Um, said they feel like they have a different view of themselves which leaves 12% saying no which is interesting to me like that's even possible was it just a yes or
1: no survey or did they get um, an explanation
0: there is um for every question, there's a yes and the option and no option, and there's a the other option where you can elaborate. So, there was no elaboration from anyone on that one. <laughs> People were just like, yep, nope. Nice. Right. I and mean, I feel um, like,
1: even if, even if you can answer that question, like, it's such a hard question to answer fully. Yeah. Like, actually go into like, why or how. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, I think... Yeah, a good question. Would to move forward to was, is this? Um, do you monitor or control your own behavior to create an image of yourself you want others to see?
1: <gasps> that's such a good question. That's
0: actually that's a good one. What uh? So what's the poll say the uh, the the poll says um seventy eight point five percent yes.
1: Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, I I mean I think you kind of have to in today's world, like. Uh, one of the reasons why I think Instagram got so big is because it's not just like you posting pictures it's like that's your brand like you create it's like a marketing scheme like you market yourself over Instagram and I don't know about y'all but like at least in like my circle like if you meet someone new and you want to get to know them better you stalk their Instagram like you like mm-hmm. you know you see what kind of person they are like what their interests are even like down to stuff is like if their photo quality is good like they have shitty photo quality you're like ah oh, must be a shitty person like oh, that's just like <laughs> i don't know that's just that's just my like that's where my brain goes automatically and affect myself on that like it's it's insane so i think now there's a lot of pressure in society to like conform to this like universal standard of like what people should be
0: yeah
2: yeah absolutely and like um i'm a communication major at school and like a business technique to warming up to a potential business partner is kind of making yourself more appealing and more likable to them. Because if someone likes you, they're definitely more likely to work with you. So it's been a method for God even knows how long and it's proven Mm. successful. And that's why people do it. Like I'm guilty of that. Like if I meet someone for the first time and I want them to like me, like I kind of adapt to their vernacular, um, and their opinions to kind of i don't know like have that connectedness and that relatability
1: right yeah. i think that's a. it's actually very important like i think nowadays like there might be a, a connotation on that where it's like ah, uh, like by doing that you're not someone you know that you are or like you're trying to be someone else but i think there's a lot of value in being able to like interact with someone and, like, quickly analyze, like, how they talk, what are they interested, in, like, what do they want from me? And then be able to, like, you know, get a conversation going faster, like, build a friendship faster, because ultimately that's a huge asset that's going to help you, like, throughout your life. Because it's better to have friends than to not have friends. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, too. That, but also, like, it's I feel like it's better to have those, like, real connections that just click, where it's, like... You know, you don't have to, like, alter yourself to, like, really get it going, you know? Like, I feel like that's the ideal we should be striving for.
1: Oh, for sure. I think it depends on what the context is. Like, like Mackenzie was saying, if you're in a business situation, um, you may not necessarily be looking for, like, your best friend of all time in that situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're For a quick connection that you're trying to, you know, kind of take advantage of. But, um, and I think that's where it gets, the lines get kind of blurred, because, like... It did, you have to know when to turn that, that, like, part of your personality on and off, like, that people-pleasing sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, cause I thought that interesting. That question was interesting because th- it's almost like there's another question that can stem from it. Like, yes, the question was, do you monitor or control your own behavior to create an image of yourself you want others to see? But it's like, do you monitor and control your own behavior to create an image of yourself that, like, you want to see so that others see that? It's like...
1: It's oh kind
0: of, yeah it's uh that's sort of that's, that's sort, of, that's, sort of, that's sort of the the rohan prime concept you t- told me about <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah for real uh to extrapolate on that i um so like i'm a big goal setter kind of dude like i want to i want to get shit done i want to become the best me that i could possibly be mm-hmm. so like um I was reading a lot of self help books I was binging those, and I realized that they all talk about like being your best self and so I kind of went on a little thought process to describe like what my best best self would be and then try to emulate that and i mean that 's a changing concept because every single day like the my definition of best changes but um and that basically made me help me turn myself kind of at, at a certain point to the person that I wanted to be in life, which Looking back on it, I don't know how genuine that was, but it definitely got me pretty far in terms of, like, my own self-image, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think about and, that? And transitioning, perfect perfect segue there um, to the next question. Hell, hell yeah. I, I, I figured it would be um, interesting. I, I, I just want to put it out there. I, I put a disclaimer on the survey saying that, like, you need to be vulnerable or, like, not like willing to, like, <laughs> like to, in order to take this, like... I don't want like fake responses. Um and I put a question out there that literally says, Do you have a positive, negative, or some other kind of self image? Yeah. And um Oops. slightly over slightly over half said positive. Um, thirty three percent negative, and then the rest was like a neutral, depends on the day, um uh, mix of both. And I thought that was interesting. I mean, it kinda sucks that like only Fifty-two percent of presidents can like can like affirm that they view themselves positively. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: mean, if they're being, I feel like there is there is pressure to like in this world to make it seem like you're happy all the time. Oh yeah. So like, I hope the, I feel like that probably had some minute like effect on what the responses were. That's definitely the generation.
2: Absolutely. And like stemming off of that, the whole idea of Instagram being super inauthentic because we see people posting pictures of themselves, like surrounded by a lot of friends, all happy and smiling, but they could have been having a really low moment Mm -hmm. posting that, you know, like we don't know the truth behind anything that we see on social media, because we know a lot of the times that it isn't 100 percent, real and i think that that's where that confusion comes from within people because they want to view themselves positively and they think that if they project themselves a certain way on social media or through like gatherings or whatever then maybe they'll believe in themselves like that's who they are but then maybe get let down when they realize that
1: right i think especially for younger populations they're especially vulnerable to that like Mm -hmm. um I just remember back to, like, middle school when, like, just, like, the worst time of your life where, like, nothing was figured out. Oh, um, like, you see, like, like, quote-unquote, like, popular kids and you'd be like, damn, like, they have their entire life figured out. Like, they're so cool. They know what they're doing. But, like, in reality, like, no one did. And right. I think that if you take that and you extrapolate that to Instagram when nowadays all these, like, young, young kids, like, that age and younger have Instagram Um, it just, it just blows it completely out of proportion. And you start like, I feel like we're teaching our youth that like a view of the world that's so skewed because like in reality, like at least according to me, like life isn't supposed to be about being good or being bad. It's just like, you just got to live it. It's about like living it to the max and then just like, you know, experiencing what happens after that. Yeah. Um, not just being happy because that's not, that's not sustainable and it's not realistic.
0: Yeah, I remember last semester I sort of got myself into this mind space of like endless bliss. It felt like, but then I got like really fucking bored of bliss because it wasn't challenging me. Hell <laughs> so, yeah, like, that's sort of like even even like just like raw happiness isn't really always the goal. It's sort of like meeting meeting over happiness mm-hmm. is a oh, better long term. Um, I
1: was say the then. pursuit the pursuit of happiness is yeah. where you actually get real happiness from. Like like the like journey. The yeah, right, exactly. Then. It's like Yeah, it's like it's like when you're like dating a girl or whatever, like the chase is kind of more fun than the actual relationship. Not <laughs> not always. Like, you listen again? You know mean? like, yeah. uh, no, it's, it's like when you get when you get there it's like, oh like I'm happy, that's great. Like now what? Uh, whereas like before it was like you're on this journey where every day just feels like you're making new breakthroughs, right? And so I think chasing the chase is, is a lot more fulfilling. The
2: yeah. journey is more important than the destination.
0: We have gotten okay. so off topic here. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna reel that. That's my
1: fault.
0: Yeah, nah, but like I I love this kind of stuff, but this is yeah. I, I would I would totally deep down with that conversation in normal circumstances, but a, a podcast is slightly more sl- ever so slightly uh, yeah, more curated. Um. All right. So we're gonna move into the next section. Um. This is an just say one. It's uh. I, I just called the section being yourself, and um, I asked it two private questions. The first one being, do you idealistically agree with the common advice to be yourself, and do you follow slash live by the sentiment and be by yourself? And the numbers are very different. Um. Ninety percent of people agreed that um. Like, idealistically, with the advice to be yourself, but only 60% actually followed it.
2: Whoa.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Um,
0: Jesus. And there was a lot of elaboration on this one. Some people were like, um, so some people say, uh, I'm very much myself, but I calm some things down or change things depending on who I'm with. Some people said most of the time, a lot, there's a couple of uh, people that said it depends on who I'm with. One person said consciously trying harder to get there. So oh. I'm rooting for you, whoever that is. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So being yourself, what is that like? What does that uh, what does that entail in today's world for for us? Gosh. What do you guys think?
2: I would say definitely not censoring yourself. Like depending on who you're around or what you're doing because I've been in situations where I felt like I needed to hold parts of my personality back. And like, that doesn't feel good because I don't want to be like, I don't want to be an inauthentic version of myself. And whenever I catch myself censoring, I'm like, but why am I doing that? Like, is it because I care too much about how other people will see me? Do I care too much about other people's opinions? And once I, let that go I'm more able to be like fuck it like I am who I am I don't need anyone's approval but my own like being authentic to yourself builds more authentic relationships it builds a more authentic life and it just it makes you happier because you don't have to be something you're not or pretend to be something you're not while you're trying to be who you are it's crazy
1: yeah Yeah. i definitely agree like i think that you like baseline being comfortable in your own skin allows you to progress like if you're not comfortable being who you are then there's a very large cap on what you can accomplish just because like you'll always be trying to be something else than than like what's what's actually real um on the other hand though like if you're a ferrari you can't be going 200 miles per hour on a city road you know what i mean like you got to you got to read what situation you're in and, like, be able to, like, you know, you don't have to necessarily drive your, like, Toyota. You can still be a Ferrari. You just got to, like, put pump the ga- uh, the brakes a little bit and just understand that, like, there's situations where you can be 100%, like, like, that's especially one for me because, like, I'm a pretty wacky guy. Like, I get into a lot of bullshit. But, like, that's not, that's not acceptable 100% of the time. Like, there's situations where I have to be, like, okay, like, let me be, let me tone myself down because the relative gain that I would get from being a hundred percent myself in the situation is just not like I might do it to prove something to myself that I can be that way. But like, that's not going to get me the results that I want to get, get myself. So I think it just depends on where you are.
0: Mm -hmm. An interesting um, question I want to propose is so like not always being yourself, like not getting as much out of a situation if you're not entirely yourself is that the fault of the self or the fault of the situation? You know, because like I feel like that's it's it, that's important to to make the mm. distinction because a lot of the time it'll be like uh, I feel like a thought process that I sometimes see myself going through is like if I if I feel like I'm being myself and I'm not being received, it's like wow, like I'm bad, like I'm the problem here. But then, mm. but it's but is it but is it more the fault of the situation or the system? that allowed that, um, sort of discrimination to occur in the first place, you know? Ooh.
1: uh, I, I, would, I would say it's a situation, uh, for me, like, I think when I went to Thailand, I really found what myself is, and before it was kind of a guessing game, it's like, am I trying to be someone else, am I trying to be myself, like, I don't really know, I'm just trying to get by, but now that I know who I am, and I'm able to comfortably be myself to my fullest potential, I feel a lot more comfortable toning it down just because I know that when I want it, I can be comfortable in my own skin. You know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. So I think you said
1: the the situation at hand. uh, But I think finding, finding that comfort and exerting that comfort are two different things.
0: uh, Yeah. I think it requires a pretty high degree of self-awareness. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And self-monitoring too. Just being able to, um, being able to like see yourself objectively and be like, like, from all angles, you know what I mean? Just to see what that means and how you can use it.
0: Alright, yeah. Um, Two more interesting questions in this section. I asked, do you feel like you can be yourself without fear of judgment from others? And I also asked, do you feel like you can be yourself without breaking any quote-unquote societal rules? Um, And the first question, 34% said yes, so that means 55% said no. Um, of no towards, um, being themselves without fear, um, and in the sort of be yourself without breaking any quote unquote societal rules, um, 90, no, no, not 90, 60% of people said no. So they feel like if they're being their truest selves, like they're like going outside the bounds of what's considered normal. That's what I extrapolate from that. <sighs>
2: it's like, why, why, I understand that we want to, there's this like this need to fit in so we don't stand out but like not even in like the typical like oh like we were born to stand out but like in a way that we don't want to make ourselves different like we don't want to make ourselves other but at the same time it's like who cares like we don't we don't have a lot of time here on this planet in this life so why not make the best of it. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know.
2: I, I'm trying to get over that part of me that's trying to be myself without fear of judgment. Because it's like, if you get so wrapped up in that, you'll just lose who you are and you'll become the shell of a person that, you know, can't offer, like, unique gifts and their unique personality to everyone they meet. And I don't yeah. know. It's just, it's why why be someone that you're not i guess that's like the overarching question of this like you're you celebrate your you-ness
1: yeah i think it's uh it, it really centers heavily on that vulnerability thing like to to be at that level where you're like this is me like accept me world it it's terrifying like max i think i think when me and max were in thailand like it became a bit easier just cause like the entire situation was wacky. So like it didn't really make that much difference if you were a bit wacky yourself, but, uh, in America, at least like, like at least the, the perceived level of judgment that you get from other people, um, it's pretty high. Like if you were to just be like a weirdo in a coffee shop, just like, I don't know like what that would entail, but like, I mean, there's definitely a level of judgment you get from people. I think it's just knowing that like, that doesn't really detract anything from the situation at hand because, like, no one's really going to care ultimately. If that yeah. makes sense. Sorry, that was yeah. that was kind of a I kind of yeah. ramble there.
0: I think the um I think the shared vulnerability of that experience we had in Thailand really helped because everyone. I mean, all at least all of our friends had no idea what the hell was going on all the time, so everyone was just like, "Oh, whatever, let's see what happens." <laughs> um, yeah,
1: exactly. That was so important for me. I think just being able to be in an environment where there was no consequences to to being a hundred percent myself because every aspect of that environment was just so weird that I looked pretty normal in comparison. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, moving into the section, we're going to start talking about social media with all this now, like, um, a lot more. This is where I really want to start digging deep. Um, <laughs> as, as if anything we've talked about isn't deep already. Um, yeah. So just some raw statistics. Um, Out of the people who answered the survey, most of them use Snap, Facebook, and Insta. Those are the most popular ones. Um, a little bit of, a little bit of Twitter, a little bit of TikTok. Um, yeah. And on average, between them, most of the, the largest group, uh, uses one to two, like, uses social media for one to two hours a day. Some use it for four plus hours. Some use it for only between like half an hour. Um, lots of variety. And, and 90%, 90% of people that responded say that they, uh, find themselves mindlessly scrolling through social media, often. Mm Mm-hmm. 90%. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not 100, honestly. Makes sense, yeah. It's not surprising. Yeah. Alright, um, so I, I have another section on social media's effects. Um, and this is where stuff gets really interesting. So, uh, the, first, the um, first question, do you think social media has more benefit or harm in your life? Like, your capitals, just your life. Um, and it's basically split down the middle. 46.2% said it harms them more. Um, 43.1% said it benefits them more. And there was a couple that said both. Uh, we kind of They're like, can't really figure it out. Like, they're not entirely sure. Wow. Uh, yeah, so
1: that's, that's a really interesting like set of results you got.
0: Yeah, and then, but the, the more interesting follow-up question is: Do you think that social media is more beneficial or harmful to society as a whole? And that's very different because only twenty-four point six percent said beneficial, and sixty-three point one percent said uh harmful, with a couple. Whoa! Of, yeah, with, with a couple of neutrals in there. So that's crazy. Yeah, it seems like people. It's almost like people, like, know it's not the best, but can't. It's just like, the, it's so normalized, like the habits are just like, I feel like, I feel like it's weird if you don't use social media today or whatever, or like, quote unquote weird, whatever that means. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's, it seems like there is almost like a, uh, there's a, there's a recognition of the negativity, but no, no action being taken.
1: How would you answer that question?
0: Um, I think for a while it was very harmful. And then I sort of like realized that and then took things into my own hands a little bit more and I sort of, a uh, I have a screen time lockout thing now and mm-hmm. I, yeah, and I unfollowed like a bunch of people that quite frankly I didn't need to see in my feed. Just like hadn't talked for the years people from high school, um, also some people from college. So it's like, um, <laughs> I think it was very harmful at one point because it was mostly like I would get my validation from social media and I would be like, oh, let me just post this thing and people will like it and I'm, I don't know, I'll be reminded that people like me because it doesn't feel like that all the time in person. Um, and then I realized, like, wait, that is so, so bad. And then I decided to just like try to make some changes And now it's more like, I wouldn't really say it benefits me, or it really harms me. It's kind of just like, oh, it's a thing. I can I can do that. You know, I can just Mm -hmm. I can keep keep up with friends. It's like okay, Mm.
1: yeah. I would going off of that. I think that like, it's it's bad because of all the reasons that people say it's bad. Like it takes time away. It's like, you know, it's it's just mindless dopamine like spamming. But like I think that. There is some sort of opportunity to learn about yourself through social media. Um, like, like you said, Max, you said that uh you had to go down that hole of like using Instagram for, for personal satisfaction until at a certain point you realize that that's not what it was about and that wasn't actually making you happy. And I think that if you have the self-awareness to get to that point where you realize like so this is what social media is good for and then the rest of it, it's not really helping out it gives you another level of self-awareness that you can then use to understand what your own happiness means. So I think that it's a very challenging tool nowadays because you can just get stuck in that loop. But if you can break the loop, I think there's a lot of opportunity to learn about, like, it teaches you a lesson in a certain sense.
0: Yeah, I would agree. But I think uh,
1: definitely a lot of people who use it, like, you know, kids and people who don't have that self-awareness, then it's can get it can get very detrimental to, like, You being able to live your actual life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would, um, I would definitely agree with that. It's, it's, it's hard to find that balance or the sort of in between, between all that.
2: It's, it's so bizarre because actually a few years ago when I was a freshman in college for my own sake I did an Instagram poll about this and I was like do you guys think that social media is good or do you think it's bad and it again was also 50 50 and I was like that is so weird because I personally feel the same way I feel that social media has so many benefits but I also feel like it has a lot of downsides and I feel like it's different for everyone I feel like For women, it's also really difficult because we see people like supermodels um, and celebrities looking a certain way. And I think that people who have like eating disorders or different mental health issues can see that and be like, why am I not that and start comparing themselves. So I think that that's really harmful for just mental health in general or people feeling anxiety and excluded by seeing their friends, hanging out with other friends and they don't feel included. I feel like it can do a lot of mental damage. Not even the fact that literally I'm so addicted to my phone. It's horrible.
1: Um,
2: but there is also that positive edge to it. You know, like I can stay connected with people. I can share positive things with people and, you know, things like that, or get inspired from people that are living halfway across the world. So it's definitely a double-edged sword, but I don't know. It's, I could, I feel like I could go without it, but at the same time, I'm like, I need it.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. No, um, I definitely feel you. I just thought about this right now, but what, what would, how do you guys feel about a, like an 18, like you have to be 18 or older to even make an account on, most social media, and, like, they had small, stringent guidelines to, like, monitor that. Like, how do you think... Do you think that would be beneficial or harmful to
0: to youth? I think that would cause a lot of, like, you know, dumb rebellion at first, and people would just be like, wow, we have our rights, like, why why don't you treat us like adults? Right. But then, like, but, then, like eventually, I feel like when they got to be, like, 18... And like maybe a few years later, and like really thought about it, and they were like, "Damn, that was a good idea," you know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Sure. After I...
2: discovering that they don't even need it. Yeah. And, like I had Instagram. I think I literally was in middle school when I had Instagram, or like early yeah. high school. I want to say like mid to late middle school is when I got it. Um, and like that's that's crazy to me. Like,
1: it's kind of dangerous.
2: Yeah, how from such a young age that we were exposed to so much and we were just constantly keeping up with people's lives because I think that that's another kind of side effect to it. We get so invested in other people's lives that we kind of neglect our own. I find myself doing that all the time. Like, I'm always like, what is this person up to? Like, what is this person doing? Like, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, hold the phone. Like, that that doesn't have anything to do with me. Why am I Why am I doing that?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Also, I think that, like, when you're a kid and you have Instagram, it's this silly game where you're like, oh, I can post stuff my friends can like it. And, like, going back on it, if I... Like, I deleted all my posts from, like, middle school or whatever, but I, like, archived them, but I went back and I scrolled through them, and a lot of them were, like, like really dumb. Like, and if, if I was a horrible person and I was posting, like basically i think it gives kids like an option to kind of throw themselves under the bus when you're a kid like i don't think you should have the ability to broadcast your voice until a certain age because you can get in a lot of trouble nowadays for like just saying dumb shit on on instagram that like you didn't really mean and then it's out there and people can see it and that's a big big lesson that you learn at some point like um I don't know, I have a lot of friends in middle school, high school that, like, were just tweeting their feelings or something, and then those tweets then, like, it blew up, and then those tweets then got used to, like, incriminate them, like, Mm. within school or something. Like, they got in trouble with, like, teachers for it, or, like, like, parents got involved. And so I think that, like, I don't know, like you said, Mackenzie, like, at that age, like, you can't really understand, like, It seems like a game, like, oh, I'm keeping up with, like, this favorite celebrity's life or, like, doing this. And then you see these people who are fully grown adults having full license to say what they want. And at a certain, like, you don't understand that as a kid, like, sometimes it's better to listen than to speak.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, Two more questions I asked uh, on this Um, were interesting. Well, we'll go on one at a time here. Um I just straight up asked, Do you find yourself comparing uh yourself to others on a social media and seventy two percent said yes so there's the, there's the data folks and um I said, Do you feel like social media contributes to any sense of like self illusion um example being only showing like the curated or best version of yourself on social media and ninety four percent said yes to that, which is mm-hmm. Those are huge numbers. Um, yeah. And also I asked, do you think your social media experience is too saturated or overflowed, um, as in following too many people or just having too much stuff in your feed all the time? And 75% said yes to that. Wow. Yeah. Any thoughts on any of those things? Yes. Mm.
2: Um, what's so fascinating about the idea of social media is that we have the ability to edit our lives. Like, if something bad happens to us or something embarrassing happens to us, we literally have the ability to just make that go away. We can only post things. Like, we have control of what other people see in our lives, which is so crazy. Like, it just feels almost inauthentic in itself that we can always put our best foot forward on social media because life isn't like that life is a mosaic of colorful and jagged pieces of glass you know you can't have a you can't have a beautiful picture without the jagged pieces and i just think that like again that vulnerability aspect comes up allowing yourself to be vulnerable with others but also yourself i don't know it's just recognizing that Nobody's perfect 100% of the time and that's okay. It's okay to be your authentic self and be Mm. imperfect. Hell, I do it. I literally, on my Instagram, I literally have a picture of me holding a bag of shredded cheese. Like, are we kidding?
1: (laughs) Are we kidding? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, it's just like, we don't,
2: there's, we don't need to edit our lives because nobody's perfect, nobody's wearing makeup all the time nobody's shooting the perfect basket all the time like it's okay to let that idea go and i think that that's what a lot of people our age kind of don't not don't think about but aren't ready to fully accept yet yeah
1: i think that on the other side of that uh like you said you can you can put your best self into your own hands and be able to advertise that but then I realized a couple of years ago, there's this kind of counterculture on Instagram, Twitter, where people are making private accounts. Like, I don't know if you guys had like Finstas or like, Finsta, yeah. like Twitter, where on the other – on the complete other side of the equation, they're taking their, their worst selves or their silly selves or the parts that people don't want to see and reclaiming that identity on social media where it's like I'm in control like of – not just posting my best self on my, on my, my rinsta or like my, you know, public Instagram, but like, here's all the parts of me that you don't see, which I thought was a very interesting facet of this whole social media equation. Um, an oddly self-aware one. It's not a very clean cut, uh, equation. Like people, people also don't want the same thing at any given point. Like you could be scrolling through Instagram and then feed them like wow I want to be like the supermodel and like 10 minutes later you're like now nah, I want to be myself and I think it just gives you a lot more stimuli and your brain's bouncing around everywhere but like I said earlier if you learn how to manage that it can it can do a lot for you
0: yeah I would agree I was gonna um actually re- very relevant right now how do you guys feel about the uh until tomorrow thing that just happened <laughs>
2: I literally, that's where the picture of me with the cheese came from. <laughs> um, I think that that's such a fun trend because it brings like that silliness out of everyone, you know? And like some people that got sent the challenge didn't do it and that's okay, but the people that did, it's like, like, yeah, this is, this is me. Basically like outside of the social media bubble, this is me on a more day to day basis, on a more regular basis than like, a selfie or anything like that. I think that that is such a fun trend and I've been loving just looking at the pictures and, you know, like getting to know what people are actually like on a more real level.
1: It's definitely cool as a trend. Like I, I, I didn't really know about it until I scrolled through Instagram and it was just every picture was till tomorrow. I thought I was in a dream or I was like tripping out in the matrix because <laughs> I, I, I didn't understand it. But then, um, Part of me was like, wow, like, this is so cool. I'm glad people can, like, be authentic on Instagram. Uh, but it's, I think I was a bit disappointed that it wasn't like that all the time, that it had to take yeah. the coronavirus and some silly, like, Instagram challenge to be able to have people just post what they're normally like, um, which is why I have a lot of respect for, you know, those those people here and there that just don't care about their Instagrams, and they just post the silliest stuff, like, all the time, and they follow, like, they have a lot of followers, but they're not, like, always obsessed with creating the perfect picture. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think think it says a lot about those kind of people, where they don't need a trend or a challenge to just be authentic online.
0: It's like me with my pizza reviews.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's that's so genuine. Like, when I saw that, Max, I was like, damn, like, that's what the world needs more of, just people doing (laughs) what they want to do and just owning it.
0: (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Yeah, I want to move into – I have a section, this is the final section of the survey, was about um, potential solutions that I came up with, as well as the respondents. So, um, first of all, just as a, ba- a baseline, I asked, do you, do you think you have too much screen time in any typical day? And um, 71% said yes, so people are aware, people are understanding that they have too much time on their screens. also say that um, they believe that if they decrease their screen time, their overall attitude, outlook on life, or emotional state would improve. Wow. Um, Yeah. Um, But then I asked the question, would you voluntarily install an app that locks you out of social media for the day after a certain amount of time? And 50% said no. So it's Mm. almost like people are aware it's doing them harm, people are aware or think that it would be better for them if they dropped it but they're not willing to.
2: Well that's like any that's like any type of almost like a drug, you know. It's like Yeah, yeah I was about you, to say smoking. Yeah, like when you know that something like we take health classes when we're in school and we're younger and we learn that like alcohol is bad for your liver liver, but we do it anyway because it gives us like that almost like that instant gratification, you know, and it's something else to focus on that isn't reality. And I think that that has a lot to do with that connection. Like it comes with that feeding into it. I don't want to use the word addiction, but it correlates to that quite a bit. They have a lot of the same, you know, idealistics.
1: Do you think we should start treating social media like it's like a substance or like a drug that's being consumed?
0: That's a that's a question. Oh my god. I goodness. mean like
1: societally like
0: Yeah. Should no, there I... be
1: like bland packaging or like bland like you know how on cigarettes in, in some countries they like don't have like marketing. They just have like a picture of some old dude's lungs like decaying. Yeah. Smoking kills. What if they made like Instagram in the App Store just like a white background and they took out all the colors from the app and you have to be 18 or older to, to install it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I, put my, I personally put my phone into grayscale a while ago, and that's really helped me out, surprisingly. Um, just because it makes it so that, like, you know, I'm looking through it, and I'm not, like, super... In, if I, What I do go on, well, I go on less now, but what I do, I'm not really super invested in it because it's just kind of, like, black and white and boring, and I'm just like, oh, okay, this person did this, cool, and then I close it and go back on whatever I was doing. But on a societal level... Like what if like black and white phones start coming out? Like what if that becomes a trend? Like, can you imagine that?
2: Oh my god!
0: Like phones, like, you can't, people would like, go ph- crazy. Like phones, you can't take and put color into. Can you imagine like that being popular? I think there's a market for that. I really think there is. It would
1: definitely become like a hipster thing.
0: Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like it
2: be like a digital newspaper, twenty four seven.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, some other people when I asked that question about voluntarily voluntarily installing an app to like lock out your screen time, somebody uh some people said I would, but I feel like I would uninstall it. Some people said I should, but I don't want to. It's. It seems yeah. It's like it's it's I I. I think I w- I think I will choose to use that word addiction because it is. I think it's just as hard to break out of like habits are. Habits can be just as hard to break out of as addictions sometimes. Um, yeah. it's, it's like, cause, but the crazy thing is that like it just sort of came out of nowhere. Like some people out of like, I don't know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess the scenario, like some people out of their like San Francisco apartment or whatever, um, back in like 2000, 2010 were just like, let's just make a photo sharing service. And then suddenly, It's like a virus that sweeps across all of society worldwide and changes so much. And then, it's just like, wait, we never, we never, we didn't think this far. You know?
1: Yeah, no one ever, no one ever imagined it would get like this. I I mean, I do, okay, this is a question, I don't know if this is off topic or not, but I've been thinking about this recently. Do you think that social media would get like, kind of, like, instituted in society as some sort of like way to like like background check people? I guess I should probably elaborate on that. Like, you know how employers right now are like they can go on your Instagram and see like what kind of person you are and they like kind of make a decision based off of that? Mm-hmm. Uh do you think that people will be required to like register their Instagram with the government to like like when, in the future, social media becomes more than it is right now and becomes a lot more immersive uh so that society can keep track of your social presence,
0: oh my goodness, the surveillance state <laughs>
1: no I, mean, it's, can, I don't know it seems really off topic but that's just what I've been thinking about recently
0: that's 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 wild, I mean some might argue we're already there exactly yeah. and and um, <laughs> and like all the, whatever like. Facebook does like a hearing in front of like the U.S. Senate, and they say like there's no backdoors into it. They might be lying about that because the government, like the NSA, already has one. You know, yeah, it's All that true. Conspiracy shit. Like everything might already be out there for the government to mm-hmm. to use.
1: Well, I mean, like I don't know. Say, take it in a hundred years when like VR is going to be big. Uh, Technology oh, v- well, I think, a lot I think more than... VR will
0: be obsolete in hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> What do you what do you mean by that? I mean like VR is kind of happening now. Like I feel like there's gonna be something even crazier.
1: All right. Well, well. In that case, like <laughs> say in a hundred years, when our lives and technology are that much more integrated, like where it's not like oh I have my iPhone in my hand, it's like oh I have a computer in my brain and I see stuff through a computer. I guess hypothetically, um, I think social media would, is gonna play a like it's not just gonna be like oh I have an Instagram app on my phone. It's like this is like an extension of my human. Like social behavior. Whoa. Uh, I think that like sorry if this is super meta, but like I feel nah, like no, no, nah, I like this. <laughs> no, like I mean, I think evolutionarily, like humans have evolved extreme social sense to be able to like, you know, band together. It to helps their survival. And now that like we have, it's not even an evolutionary like like boost. It's like like I mean, technology and evolution. I feel like are gonna. I read a book on this the other day. Are gonna kind of merge into one, where it's like. You're we can upgrade ourselves and our bodies and our our instincts like our social instincts by maybe having instagram like in our brains like you can like scroll through feeds instead of look at memories and stuff uh I don't exactly know where I'm going with this. I forgot my overarching point but but what do you guys think about that
0: that's that's crazy yeah oh oh my goodness like just having like just having like servers instead of like 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 having like cloud cloud based brains. To, uh, exactly. So yeah. like retract information instead of because like, that might that might be uh more effective than whatever we have right now in exactly. our heads. Exactly, like, um Oh God. Fuck I don't an like add that. I
1: that um I was reading <laughs> this book called Sapiens. It's it's kind of an anthropology book. I don't know if you all have heard of it, but um they're talking it was talking about the emergence of new like schools of thought in the twenty first century and one of them that they mentioned was called dataism, like D A T A I S M. Uh, and what they said that was is it's not like a religion per se, but it's a school of thought, especially with the younger people, that life, like the sole purpose of being around is to contribute to the world's data stream. Like if I'm not uploading content and broadcasting my life to a certain extent, then nothing I do even matters. Um, and of course, like it's <sighs> not like I hate know, like that. An ins- <laughs> It's insane, yeah, I mean, this isn't like a, like, it's not like a religion thing where people are, like, praying to the almighty data stream or whatever, but, like, I think definitely, like, if you have kids that, like, Instagram's big, they might think that the biggest priority in their life currently is that they upload their entire life to Instagram, and I think with the emergence of that, and especially when you have, like, iPhone babies being born, where, like, the moment they're, like, old enough to, like, hold stuff, they have an iPhone in their hands, that could become a really, really big, like, school of thought in this 21st century. Mm hmm. I'm scared. <laughs> the robots yeah. are just over. Yeah, st- sorry, that was, that got super meta.
0: I wanna go through with some of the, um, some of the, I, I had a fill in the blank response for the last question, and I asked, do you have any other ideas for solutions for how social media experiences can be improved? And uh sixteen people were replied to that. So see if there's any interesting ones here. Um, let's see. Um, have a time out option like the Netflix. Are you still there for social media platforms after specific specific times to discourage mindless scrolling or wasted time? Um, I don't know. I feel like if I saw that, I would just hit the yes and then just keep going. You know, like subconsciously, I think I wouldn't think about it.
1: Mm. That's um, a really good suggestion.
0: Though. Yeah. I like this one, um, perhaps this person says, create a social movement away from influencer culture and social media addiction. Individuals will not delete all the media platforms unless every, quote-unquote, everyone is doing it. Okay. I think that's interesting, because it's like, it's basically saying, just uproot the system, get rid of, like, like, there needs to be, someone needs to, like, make a social movement to get rid of this because, like, there's no way to improve it right now, you know? Like, it's, it's either, like, it's there or it's not. That's mm. what I hear from that. Um Yeah, there's someone said here, I think there really needs to be stricter guidelines for kids. There's are so easily manipulated. I don't think they should be exposed to all of it until at least, like, 14. I, I would go as far as saying, like, 18, honestly.
1: <laughs> I would say, like, anywhere from 16 to 18 is a yeah, age. Agree.
0: I wonder I'm what this is... I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if this is what I wonder if this is what people felt like, like the um, people who were making the laws about voting at 18. I wonder if like this is what that was going through their mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that when you're a kid, it's it's hard. It's like, ah, damn, like I want to have all this freedom. But then like now that I'm like 2021, 20, like looking back on it, I don't know. Like, like I, I wanted to drive at 12, but I definitely should not have been driving at 12. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, let's see. Someone said, removing likes and followers, uh, just like getting rid of the numbers. Um, but they said, but they think people would stop using it because it's addicting for a reason, and people people are addicted to the validation. I think they're saying.
2: Yeah, because it's it's a human need to feel validated and like you're doing something right, or that what you're doing is good no matter like what form of good it is like we all have a need to feel good about ourselves and what we're doing and i think that social media is the biggest breeding ground for that
0: yeah here's an interesting one um i don't know how this would work um in terms of programming but um we're here to talk more about the uh the idea uh, ideals or the uh, ideas so this person says have picture have a, have like pictures have a disclaimer on them to tell you if it's photoshopped not just like a filter but body alterations
1: Jesus Christ Yeah <laughs> That's that's not cool <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah I don't know that's like oh, well I don't I I don't even know how to respond to that
1: Wait can you can you repeat that like what they said one more time
0: the What they said word for word is have pictures, like, tell you if it's photoshopped, not just, like, a filter, but body alterations.
1: Yeah. That's, uh, it, it just sucks that, like, that's even a problem that we have to, like, think about, like, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. And that, um, that's, that's a bigger thing nowadays, like, like Mackenzie was saying, like, you see supermodels on your Instagram and you're like, I gotta be I like, like that, but, yeah, like, it's not, not it's not like... I mean, humans in general just aren't like everyone comes in different shapes and sizes. It's not like me- no one's, not everyone's like has the even the genes or like the possibility to like
0: look a certain way. Look you know. a
1: certain way exactly. So like, I don't know. I think it's just detrimental to have apps that like are like give you the ability to like change your body that drastically, and it's, it promotes such such a negative like mental image. um of what you look like right now. Yeah. It's not healthy.
0: <laughs> I feel like there's a... There's almost, like, this prevailing idea among society that there's, like, a proper blueprint for what a human body should look like. And... Yeah. That is just that... That is, like, more of, like, a root of a problem, I think, and social media brings that out. like, I saw the other day someone posted a picture of, like, them, um, like, at a bar or something... But like the bars, like the the bar, like it, had, it was like a railing behind them, and the railing had like wavy lines in it, like the uh like the poles <laughs> that, like weren't straight. Yeah. And, no, no, but no, but they commented, they 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 made the caption. The caption was um, not photoshopped. The bars just weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, like that's that's actually kind of funny. I would I would, I would laugh. I would like that post if I saw yeah. it. Yeah. Like but, uh, <laughs> but like it's just like uh, like normalizing that. I mean, definitely like speaking from personal experience, like when I was a kid, I was like really, really fat. And then I got like, not just Instagram, but I was like, ah, damn, I can't be fat anymore. And so I went on this crazy, like running stint. Like I was running like seven to eight miles a day in my senior year of high school. I lost like 80 pounds out of nowhere, just because like I had this, this like idea in my head that like, I shouldn't be fat. That's like not what people are looking for. And, like, I definitely – I think it's, like, I guess healthy to a certain extent that I did that now. But definitely my motivations weren't um, – and it just – I mean, I guess that that's kind of extreme. But, like, that's part of the toll that social media took on me where, like, I had to break out of that mental mold that, like, I had to look a certain way. Yeah. It's insane.
0: I think – um yeah, some some people said more like what we were talking about. Someone said more authenticity and casual posts. Someone said be more real on social media. Um, I like this person. They just said everyone stop trying to show off. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any any closing thoughts from any of you?
2: This was a really cool conversation, and it definitely gets me thinking more about how I present myself on social media and like what I see throughout my feed. And if I see something that's benefiting, Ben can't even speak benefiting me, then I know that I'm doing something right for me and my mentality. But if I see something that I feel like I'm comparing myself to, then I know I need to take it off of my Instagram.
1: <laughs> I would say, uh, definitely this has been a sick conversation. Um, it's fun it's it's I feel like it's refreshing that to hear that like everyone knows that there's like negative sides to social media. It's not just like you know, like everyone's enjoying it and we don't even know what's going on. Um it's nice to hear that people like are acknowledging the negative side effects of it. Um but I think that there definitely needs to be a lot more regulation on like who can join or like what's acceptable.
0: Yeah. So, um I think this would be I just had this idea that we could may, maybe out of this podcast we could birth another one of those um challenges happening right now because of the uh corona thing <laughs> so uh, maybe may we, we could we could make our own you know and spread it with <laughs> via this platform so Hashtag
1: um, delete Instagram
0: the um yes perhaps that but also the idea I was mostly thinking of was because because Mackenzie talked about the, che- in the picture of her with the cheese so much I feel like we should start a cheese challenge <laughs> I, just ha- I just have people post pictures of them holding bags of cheese <laughs>
1: you know what I-, I don't think that would help anything but I'm so down to post myself holding a bag of cheese
0: you know ro- okay okay because r- <laughs> Rohan Rohan if we do that together then like people that we study abroad with will actually think it's a trend that's happening and they might do it too because they'll see both of us <laughs> in what? their feed holding bags of cheese
1: I will do my best to get that trend started. I just don't know how much it would catch on. I think it'd be hilarious though to see everyone holding a bag of cheese. That would that would make me use Instagram more and debilitate my social state or my mental state.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kind of All fun. right. Um well, with that, uh thank you for listening to uh episode 2. Uh thank you for <laughs> listening and go post episode yourself. Two. Go, <laughs> go, uh, post your picture of yourself with a bag of cheese.